So we'll read something by Hafiz from I Heard God Laughing. Exquisitely woven. Wayfarer, your body is my prayer carpet, for I can see in your eyes that you are exquisitely woven with the finest silk and wool, but the pattern upon your soul has a signature of God. And all your moods and colors of love come from his divine vat of dye and gold. Wayfarer, your body is my shrine. If you had the eyes of a peer, you would see Hafiz kneeling by your side, humming playful tunes and shedding joyful tears upon your wondrous hidden crown that you're yet to discover. I'd like to share a little bit about some of my own inner journey over the years. You know, it's just very interesting. Jim and I had a nice conversation actually this morning amongst ourselves. And part of that conversation was, is this time of year, about nine years ago, where a lot of this process, or I like to say the door opened for this greater action of spirit that Jim and I are doing today here in Interlight Ministries with initiation. But over the last nine years, it's been quite a journey just for myself to even come to my knowing, my experience today. And nine years ago, when I look at when this really began, as far as this greater action that we're doing today, that that inner journey for myself of awakening through my own experience to really come to know this greater journey of spirit that we're all walking, that we're all moving upon, whether we know it, or whether we don't, whether we're initiated or whether we're not initiated, whether we meditate or whether we don't meditate, that greater journey of life itself, until that day comes in, in which we do come to that greater knowing for ourselves. And so over the years, it's been one of my own awakening to come into this greater knowing, not only of the journey itself, but also this journey of my own soul of awakening to God, but also awakening to knowing this path, the sun and light, and as one who has come to initiate and to teach this inner journey, this pathway. And so that journey for me has been really twofold, not only for myself, but also for all of those that have chosen to be initiated here with myself and Jim. And so it's been quite a journey of awakening and learning and growing into the greater understanding of how this greater action of spirit unfolds even into the world. And it's just been very interesting even hearing the quotes we read from the different authors, those teachers who have taught this pathway through the years and realizing it's the same process as it always has been through eons of time. It's just amazing to me that often even a lot of the words don't even change, that it's still the same. You know, so many times I realized over the years in my own journey of meditation that I even started this journey looking for the phenomena, looking more for the psychic to have the experience of something beyond the physical, just to know that there was some element maybe unseen, 
that had something in it that could give me greater hope or something to look forward to beyond this physical experience. I often was looking for the magic in life, for the magic, for things to really change, that my life physically would come much better. I mean, think about it. How many of us really are going through our lives, keep wishing and wanting it to be better, just our physical lives? We may not even think of it as a mental or emotional process or our attitudes. We often think of it just as the physical level of, golly, I wish my life were this way or that way. I wish I had these inner experiences or I wish I could wake up and know God because in doing so, then maybe my physical life will be so much better. Everything will be a breeze. I won't have any more problems. That's what I was looking for and had been for many, many years. And there's a part of me that I think still today looks for that little bit of magic that somehow will transform this physical life into something just with ease and grace that there's never any challenges or problems. I wish it was that way. You know, it's funny because some ways it really is that way. That's the interesting part. Because even today, I'll find myself sometimes down or upset, irritable, mad, sad, and going through my own individual process. Even at the same time, being aware of that divine presence with me and in me, all the time, not just when I meditate, but even with my eyes open now, the constant awareness of that divine presence here at the seat of the soul, physically even feeling that, and even moving through my body, just as that gentle wave or river just pouring through. And thinking that that's supposed to somehow bring in the magic and make everything simple and easy. It's so funny because inside of me, there's a part of me that fights that and struggles with that. And at the same time, I cannot deny that it does make things easy, that it does remove the struggle, that it really does bring in that magic that does transform life. But the interesting part has always been where I find myself inside, in my own attitude, in my own perception, where I'm experiencing, where I am consciously inside of myself, where my focus not only is, but also where I may be caught up in my focus. Am I caught up in the struggle, the sadness, the pulling down, the emotions, the mind, the body? Or do I really find myself caught up in that greater upward motion of spirit, of loving? And so I find myself often always returning to that inner focus to catch that upward movement of spirit. Because in this world, I always like to say, it's just like gravity. There's all those elements that keep pulling us down. And it seems like it's ever challenging or ever at work to move ourselves out of that downward flow and back inside into that upward flow. And I often at times will find myself just exhausted, tired out. And the good news in that is when 
I'm so tired, you know, I don't have the energy to do things in the world. I'll go lay my body down. And as I do, that's where, in a sense, I begin to let go and release of trying to make things in the world and my mind and emotions work. And just let it go. And just let it go. And that's often where I find the struggle, is trying to make the world work, the mind, the emotions, imagination, and body. That's what we mean when we say the world, so not just the physical. But it's that process of where I find myself trying to make the world work, that I get tired out, that I get worn out. And then, eventually, it comes to that place where we like it or not, that we find ourselves surrendering, letting go, giving up. Whether it's laying the body down or we, we finally just had enough inside of ourselves and we say, I give up. I give up. And that's the funny part. What is it we're really giving up? I often have found that what I'm giving up is my control. My control, trying to control not just the world around me, but the world even in me. Trying to control my thoughts, my feelings, as well as the physical body and the imagination. Because often I think it's through that control that's going to give me that better life. And then I find it doesn't. When I find it doesn't, that's where I find myself turning to God and giving up the control to God and say, okay, Lord, you do it. You do it. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed out. I'm worn out. I don't know how to do my life anymore, so you do it. Now, I'll tell you what, those are usually the best times. When I approach meditation and I go inside and I give up the control, that that is often where all of a sudden I'll find myself now, letting go of the downward and outward focus and find myself beginning to get caught up in that upwards movement of spirit. And then all of a sudden, I feel that weight just lift. Just lift. The flow reverses. That weight lifts, the struggle, the tiredness, the control. And all of a sudden, I begin to find myself being uplifted, finding that ease starting to come in, the lightness of spirit, the greater grace and ease. That's why I love meditating, because it's in meditation where I find that greatest ease and that lightness of spirit. And so it makes me want to meditate even more. Problem is, or I don't know if it's a problem, that all I want to do sometimes is meditate, not have to deal with the world and all this stuff here that I always find so weighing me down. Even the holidays. How many of you in here during the holidays, you know, this time from Thanksgiving through Christmas, it's supposed to be a time of joy and celebration, right? Yeah, there is that there too, but how many of us find this weight and the burden of doing all these things and dealing with family stuff, or not dealing with family. We're feeling alone, in separation, all by ourselves. So we go into a depression and a sadness because we're all alone. 
or those of us who have families to deal with, what do we have? We have all the stuff for the family and trying to make everybody happy and ourselves and get it all done and all that goes in and all the stress and the fighting and the arguments that go into that. Then we go, golly, I wish I could just have time to myself. And we do get the time to ourselves. Then all of a sudden we feel like I seen earlier. Oh my God, I'm all alone during the holidays. It's supposed to be time where I'm with family. It's crazy. The shit's crazy, man. It's funny because, you know, sometimes, I mean, I've done it both ways. The family, not with the family. All of it. Get away from it. Go into it. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't even seem to matter. Can't get away from it. You know, sometimes Jim and I wish we would just go to Hawaii probably before Thanksgiving and take a vacation from it all. Get away. But it's funny. It just doesn't work. When it's that time of year, it's just an energy in the world that takes place. And it just goes on all the time. And so this year, one of the things I've been doing, instead of fighting it or trying to get away or wishing it wasn't the way it is, is just moving more into the acceptance of just accepting the way it is. Saying, okay, this is the way it is. How can I just be with it? Just work with it. Be with it. Not even work, but just be. Just be with it. Whether you're alone or with either one, just being with it. It's so funny because I find that these things can be the subtlest or the littlest things that can be huge inside of ourselves. And sometimes it's just the littlest shift I make in myself that all of a sudden I can find the lightness or the heaviness. Just the littlest shift in how subtle it can be so amazes me at times in this journey, especially through these holidays. But the thing I've come to learn is that often it is during these times of challenge and stress that are also the greatest opportunities where I, where we, all get to learn by going through these experiences. Because as they come up inside of us, in a sense, we're confronting them. Like it or not, these things, when they come up, you can try to not look at them or deny them, but you still see them, feel them, hear them, one way or another, whether it's in the world around you or whether it's inside of you. We still go through these things. But I have found that as they arise within, is when we really do have the greatest opportunity to now begin to transform all these things within us through our wonderful LAUGH acronym, Loving, Acceptance, Forgiveness. Really, I keep saying that, it should be loving, accepting, and forgiving. It's that movement, it's that action of that doing of those dynamics. Because they're not really things we do in the world. It's really more what we do inside. And that acting and putting into motion all these things as they go on. And so often as they go on, that we get our opportunities and we, we put the tools to the test. 
or ourselves to the test, depending on how we look at it, to see if the tools work, or maybe to see if we work. I guess it depends on how you look at it. And what's really going on in all this stuff anyway? You know, this is where I found that even having tools of like the LAF acronym, loving, accepting, and forgiving, yeah, they work if we work them. But you know, I've also seen people work them where they don't seem to work. When all else seems to fail, that eventually we find ourselves coming to the place of where we really, truly just surrender and give up. Where we don't even try to love. We don't even try to forgive. We don't even try to accept. We come to a place where we just give up. Where we fully surrender and let go. And that's often where life is bringing us to that place of where we really surrender to allow that greater loving and acceptance and forgiveness to truly take place that we've been trying to make happen all along. What did I say earlier? I often will find myself giving up my control of trying to make it a certain way. I'm trying to make it loving. I'm trying to be accepting. I'm trying to forgive. Often that'll work. But lately, it seems like that stuff just hasn't been working for me. So I just say, I give up, God. I don't know. I don't know anymore. And that's where I've actually been finding the greater freedom is really in giving up fully. But here's another part. When we really come to the place of giving up, what are we giving up to? Are we really giving up to God? Or are we giving up to just another part of our own consciousness? Are we giving up to somebody else? To some other being on another realm? There's a lot of mediums out there nowadays, a lot of channels, channeling all these ascended beings. Who or what are we giving up to? That's part of the journey. I know in the beginning for me, I was giving up to some of these other beings and other realms because you couldn't see them here, so they must be truly amazing and ascended and awake. And they were even talking about God, so they must be something else. Come to find out those first few years of doing that? Yeah, I had experience. Yes, it was amazing. Come to find out they were just beings in the astral realm, just one level above the physical. And I see so many people today doing the same, channeling and writing all these amazing things. And they are amazing. I've read a few that have been really inspiring. But then after a while, it just seems to lose its energy. It seems to answer something for a while, but then no longer does it continue answering. And so, we find ourselves moving on the journey once again. We come to a place once again 
where we let go and surrender until eventually we do find ourselves in each stage of surrendering. Guess we're going to have to make that L-A-F-S, laughs, so let's have a bunch of laughs now. The surrendering process, that it is stages of surrendering and awakening through all these different realms, through all the levels within ourselves. But ultimately, that greatest action of surrender that I've come to discover, not only in the realms of spirit, but even in this world itself, is surrendering to the radiant form of God's loving, even in this world, in that action we call initiation. Initiation, where God's loving is made manifest, even into this world where a physical teacher places their hands on our head, sharing with us those sacred unspoken names. That's the greatest action of surrender I've come to find in every realm of existence. And it's so funny, because often it is this physical level that we have the greatest challenge of really moving into this action of initiation. Because what are we doing when we say yes or no? What is this thing called initiation? It's a physical thing, right? But no, they say it's spiritual, but yet there's something they do physically. They share these names with me. They put their hands on my head. There's this physical process I go through. Well, that makes it something of the world then, doesn't it? And then they call themselves a spiritual teacher, a master. Oh, master, master. Am I giving my power away to this person in the world? What do people think? Master, slave, rather than master, disciple, or master, or teacher, student. All these things that the world has created around this action. Oh my God, it's a cult. Oh my God, they're going to control you. I'm giving my power away to some other person. It's a big step, isn't it? It takes a lot of trust. And that's often a big part of the journey. It's often been called a trust walk. To come to the point enough where we trust but here's the biggie. Who are we trusting? Are we trusting the teacher out there that is saying these things? Or do we come to the place inside where we trust ourselves to take the next step, to surrender, to open up and really receive God's grace even into the physical level? Initiation is that action that opens the door, that opens all the doors through all the realms for the soul to return. It was interesting, a little while ago I was reading some of the more Jewish Christian first century 
writings out there, such as the Gnostic writings or the Nag Hammadi and all. And I remember when this action began for myself, a gym at the end of 1999, beginning of 2000. One of the way, main ways I experienced it was a doorway opening through the physical teacher, a doorway into spirit by which that action of initiation takes place. And I came to call it. Many, maybe many of you here remember me when I used to share about the door or the doorway I used to call the teacher because that's how I've experienced it. And it's interesting here, I was reading this writing even back at the time of Jesus and his brother James and the disciples. How even back then, James' brother called Jesus and himself after Jesus passed as the doorway into spirit. The teacher is the doorway. But not only that, the teacher is the door and the way. Because who's the true teacher anyway? It's that radiant form of God's loving that can appear as the physical looking resemblance of the body or can appear as a light body such as we talk with the purple or blue or golden white light. But that is really the way. That is the path of sound and light is that radiant form that is the way. And that is what we are to follow. Not just the physical voice, the physical teacher, but what that voice teaches us, guides us towards, of that inner way. To follow that way. I remember not too long ago being in that radiant form, as the radiant form, my soul is one with that radiant form that is God's loving. And that voice of God that is that loving declaring itself through my soul. I am the path of sound and light. Follow me. Didn't Jesus say at his time, I am the light, the way, and the truth? The light in the way, that's the truth. I am the path of sound and light, that is the way, follow me. And that's truly the voice of God calling each of us home along the way. And it is through that light and through that voice that not only does it bring us, the soul, the way along the path through all these realms and dimensions and experiences along the way, but it actually is the way itself and bringing us back into the very essence that it is. And it is that essence that is the loving of God. As we often hear Jim say, the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's the way. That's the true living word that is the radiant form. Bringing the soul home. Bringing the soul into itself so that it knows itself fully as one with the loving that is the Lord.
And so over the years, I've been finding myself in my own soul, experiencing not only the journey, the way, and being that door, but also being that loving, being that living word, being the radiant form, being the inner master, the master form that is truly God's loving as it exists and moves in and through all of creation, that is the very hand of God that at the time even of the physical initiation, when the physical teacher places a hand on the disciple's head and shares those sacred names, that truly that hand of God that is a living, loving essence that is placed with that soul and that hand cups under the soul and it is that hand of God that brings the soul home right here, starting right here, then the physical level at that spiritualized center where the soul resides and comes into and leaves this physical dimension. That hand of God reaches right in to the physical level. And that's why it's important to have the physical level of initiation because that opens a door where we say, yes, Lord, I surrender. I invite your living, loving essence and allow that action of loving of your hand to now come in and take hold and begin to now lift me, the soul, back home into your very heart from which I've come. And that really is what does take place in initiation. And from that point on, as we continue to surrender and allow that action of God's loving to lift us, to literally sit in the hand of God and love God, because in the loving, automatically is the surrendering that allows God, through that action, to bring us home. That's why in the greatest truth, we don't necessarily need to do all this other work in the world through the mind, the emotions, and the body. Yes, it helps. It does help the consciousness here. It does help us move through our experiences, those opportunities of learning or karma. But ultimately, we will let go of all of it and surrender it all so that we simply allow God through God's loving through that hand to bring us home. That's really the ultimate journey in it, the simplest way is the surrender and letting go to just simply allow God to bring us home into the greater beingness. So remember that when you find yourself struggling, stressing in the world, trying to do the loving, acceptance, forgiveness, 
One of my favorite things is that toolbox CD with that forgiveness meditation. I love that one. That just brings me right into that movement of loving. But ultimately, it's letting go of everything and really now allowing the loving to unfold. And that is what we are doing in this action of meditation that we do in this action of initiation, this path to sound and light. It is the meditation that is the key through it all. So remember that. No matter what's going on in your life, whether it's these holidays or any other time, and you think you have to do all these things to work yourself free, often the work is letting go of trying to control it all and surrendering and letting go. Going inside, chanting those sacred names and sharing your loving with God and allowing the power of that name, which is loving, to do what it does and nothing more. Just to allow it, just to participate, to chant, to sing, to live, to love. Just you and God loving one another. And that's all there is and ever will be.